0: Hello and welcome back to VLGA Connect. It's our summer series Best Of collection and we're going back to May this time when I was joined by Anna Cronin, Victoria's Commissioner for Better Regulation and Chair of the Expert Panel which was conducting a wide-ranging review of our state's building system. Hello and welcome to a special edition of VLGA Connect in conversation today with the Commissioner for Better Regulation in Victoria, Anna Cronin. Anna, lovely to have you on the program. Welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Chris. It's great to be here.
0: You've been appointed the Chair of a State Government Expert Panel that's undertaking a comprehensive review of Victoria's Building system promises to be comprehensive. Make recommendations for more a read efficient, responsive, and contemporary building legislation. This is a pretty big task in front of you.
1: It sure is. Um, this this um, review comes out of the cladding task force. Um, I'm sure you and your members will recall um, the pretty horrific um, uh, demonstration that we saw a few years ago in terms of regulatory failure in terms of the cladding crisis in Victoria. And that was really symptomatic that our building legislative and regulatory systems hadn't kept up with uh, changes in in the whole nature of construction and how it's done these days. And so the Cladding Task Force not only made recommendations in terms of immediate rectification of of the cladding uh, issue and and, and, uh, immediately addressing it, and that enabled the, uh, or or, or facilitated the establishment of Cladding Safety Victoria, Uh, which is already underway, but the the planning task force importantly made a very significant recommendation to Minister Wynne and the government that a comprehensive review of the whole building system take place. And as you and your members would know, particularly the municipal building surveyors, um, you know, our act, act, the building act was actually first uh, enacted in 1993, It has since been amended many, many times, and there's regulations that sit underneath it that have also been been, uh, amended, but... Essentially, it is an old piece of legislation that's been added to, it is clunky, it is out of date. And and in my view and the panel's view, it has represented, uh, you know, it is timely now to change that, to look at it. And what the Minister has said to us is to to do a root and branch review, not only of the legislative and regulatory structures, but also the roles and responsibilities of the players within within that area and also the regulators themselves.
0: Selves. The description you've just given is a bit like what we were saying about the Local Government Act a few years ago before that was really overhauled. So is it a similar process? Do you know, like it, it's it's obviously uh, wide ranging. Um, what sort of a process are you putting in place to make sure you pick up okay. on all the elements?
1: So, so the terms of reference are up on our um, website, um, Chris, um, at Better Regulation Victoria. Um, and I'd certainly encourage your members to have a look at them. They first of all asked for a set of, the Minister asked for some early initiatives. What could be done pretty quickly to try and fix the system? And so uh, the panel uh, made six recommendations along those lines, which are included in our discussion paper. Um, They're mainly focused on um, improving the consumer experience, um, improving the training opportunities for building surveyors and for building practitioners, Um, and laying the groundwork for for some insurance changes. Um, The panel has also agreed to a staged approach to reform. So we've set our reform program into into three stages. Our discussion paper, which went out a couple of months ago now, and is on the Engage Victoria website and on our website as well, um, it is focused on stage one. And the stage one reforms, Chris, are to do with improving accountability across the whole construction spectrum, increasing oversight, particularly with high risk buildings and putting consumers central to the whole system. Those are the three main um, things that the panel's been asked to do. And I should note too, that my panel members, um, my panel colleagues, are I'm, I'm incredibly lucky to have um, the people I have involved. So uh, we have Dame Judith Hackett from the UK who uh, led the UK government's inquiry post Grenfell Tower, uh, mm-hmm. post that happening. Um, we have Lauren Solomon, the CEO of the Consumer Policy Research Centre. Uh, Gerry Ayres, who's the health and safety policy advisor at the CFMEU. We also have um, uh, Professor Ian Bailey from uh, Sydney, who is uh, a former architect and a construction lawyer. And we have Melanie Fashion from the Master Builders of Victoria. And and look, it's a terrific group. I'm I'm really blessed to have such a good panel to work with. I've got a a small panel secretariat um, led by Mark Keeley uh, with Sean Cleary, who's with me today on it as well. Uh, And so we we work to support the panel, Uh, they work to support the panel. And at the moment we're in the process of the consultation on the stage one elements of the reform package.
0: So I'm, I'm assuming Dame Judith Hackett is participating via video conference, or is she coming well, that's out? That's the only the... way we
1: can do it, and it means that our meetings, Chris, happen either at um, what one might call sparrow fart or yeah. um, eight in the evening. So, so we we sort of uh, we have to accommodate her that way. Yes. Uh, but yeah. I can I can assure you it's worth it. But we do keep an eye on um on the on the time zone changes. It's uh, yes. they're pretty important to
0: uh, recognize. Yes, I can imagine. So the panel's got really good industry representation. A lot of experience. How how do you see local governments' interests being represented? Okay, in?
1: so look, in the, it's very important that we engage with local councils, and we have, and we are, um, and we've been ever since we, we kicked off this process. We started the panel first met in February twenty twenty, right? So we actually had a face to face meeting, which was terrific, mm. except for Dame Judith, and then ever since then we've met by by video conference. Um, on top of the panel meetings we've had we have we have a whole series of uh, stakeholders that we've been having bilateral meetings with as we've gone along and i and i have um i, sh- I can assure you that um, you, the municipal association of victoria is heavily involved particularly through Emlyn and his work and we're also talking closely with the ASU the Australian Services Union Uh Um, and probably more regularly, one of our most regular um, uh, stakeholders that we consult with is the VMBSG. Um, who do a terrific job of representing the interests of your members um, in terms of local council issues, in terms of that very important role of municipal building surveyors. So I think it's fair to say that Peter Jolly and Stephen Baxis and and, and the panel and, and and the secretariat we've be, we've become very familiar to each other over the last year or so. And mm-hmm. um, and I really couldn't praise more highly their participation and. Uh, their representation of you and the local government sector, I think it's been excellent.
0: That's terrific. For for individual councils that might have views that differ slightly from the the aggregated views, are they going to have the opportunity? to put their views into the process?
1: Well, look, I mean, we can't, you know, there's 79 councils in Victoria and we can't go to all of them. We are um, very aware of some of the particular issues that rural and regional councils have. Um, I mean, you'd have to be asleep not to be aware of the particular challenges that they face. Um, And I don't need to tell you this, Chris, in terms of being able to have municipal building surveyors. I mean, there are some councils that we're aware of that don't. Our consultation process is very open and I would encourage all of you to, um, you know, drop us an email, um, you know, the contact details are all there on Engage Victoria's website. Um, you know, we're happy to, to hear from you. Our our official date of um, of receiving sort of written submissions, I think, is coming up. But we're quite flexible, uh, and so if if over the next week or so, um, you know, people want to drop us a line or make a phone call, by all means, feel Great. free to do. So, but right. look, as always with representative organisations, and this is you know the whole point of VLGA as well as you well know is you know from from our point of view, um, you know it's difficult for us to talk to each and every se- of the seventy nine councils, and we do rely on going to to, to sort of subgroups to get different of course. views. Of course. But I- I would also make it very clear that we see consultation as a continual process you know we've been doing it we're a very open and inclusive bunch you know so um you know we're delighted to talk to people and uh if councils would like us to come and present to them about the work that we're doing at any time I'm happy to do that um and and you know maybe share that workload with my fellow panel members if possible but um, but yes you know it, it's a pretty inclusive process
0: now the review discussion paper that you've released i think it was back in in April there's a, there's a lot of reading in that paper there's some preferred models that have been outlined that have come from some of the peak bodies are, are these yes. the only options on the table or are you looking at other possible no, permutations along the way no no,
1: they're, they're not at all i mean the key thing we're trying to do in the in the in the context of the building surveyor situation um, looking at the cladding task force review, looking at the building confidence report that Shergold Weir did um, as well, those are two crucial and seminal reports that have happened in the last what five or six years in terms of building reform in Australia And and in the Victorian context we do have quite a unique situation with the statutory role of private building surveyors. We also have Um, thresholds in terms of risk management which are at three storeys okay so above three storeys a different you need a different type of building surveyor a building surveyor unlimited below three storeys you have a building surveyor limited Um, we think that's out of date I mean the panel has a general view that we should be aligning risk so the more risky a building is, the more the greater oversight you might have on that. Yeah. Now, over the last year, we've worked with the Australian Institute of Building Surveyors. We've worked with the Victorian Municipal uh, Building Surveyors Group, and we've worked with the Municipal Association of Victoria, and we've said to each of them, you guys come up with your preferred model, right? And we will um, explain it faithfully as much as we can. Um, And we checked it all with them. So I think we did in the report so that we can put out those models and say, look, you know, some very considered stakeholders have given us some very thoughtful and uh, sensible approaches that come out of all of their experience. We've also um, put into the paper a possible hybrid model where we've picked out some of the bits of the other models. And the panel's sort of quite interested in exploring that further. And we put that out for consultation. And and since we've done that, um, Chris, we've had regular meetings with VMBSG uh, and the AbeS people and the MAV to, you know, to because we're tinkering about with it. And in fact, th- this very afternoon, we've got a um meeting of only those groups right the specialist building surveyor people to to see whether we can try and get some broader agreement across those different models Mm -hmm. so i think the panel's very open-minded about this we want to hear from the experts we want to hear from uh vmbsg and abes and the other groups and MAV, and so on we we want to understand the implications of expecting greater oversight of buildings, which I think, given the regulatory failure, is a um, a natural expectation of government in the community. So we're very open-minded. Um, and, um, and look, I'm so pleased that uh, each of those groups made such an effort to give us such a professional, well-thought-through um, uh, framework. And it's really been terrific for the panel because we're dealing with... Um, you know, smart people who know their stuff and we're able to sort of build on, you know, to sort of drag drag out of them uh, those experiences.
0: So it sounds like a very thorough process, which is is great to hear. I think most councils, if not all, are welcoming this because it is, as you say, for a lot of reasons overdue. The sting in the tail sometimes is, you know, what's going to come out at the other end? Will it have resourcing implications for councils? What sort of checks and balances are you able to bring into the process to ensure that it doesn't have those unintended consequences, perhaps at the other end?
1: Well, look, I mean, to the extent that there, to the extent that the panel makes recommendations that involve a greater role for, for municipal building surveyors, there is going to be an impact on council resourcing. You know, let's let's not let's not ignore that, and let's not you know shy away from that. There is also a stream of revenue that comes into the system through the building permit levy, okay? So um, our priority as a panel is to try and get the regulatory framework right, okay, to get the increased accountability and to get the increased oversight for higher risk buildings. Um, one, the, the data in this area, unfortunately, Chris, is, is pretty poor. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's pretty difficult to get an overall view of Victoria and where the risks are and so on. But one statistic that really stuck, it stuck in my mind was um, the, uh, the ABCB at the Building Surveyor's Conference that the VBA held in February. Um, one of their senior representatives made this comment and said, in 2019 i think it was two there were 2.5 billion dollars worth of major building defects in australia right mm-hmm. 2.5 billion mm-hmm. and of that 1.5 billion was class 2 buildings now that's that's apartment buildings, that's uh, mid- to high-rise apartment buildings. Now, we all know, if you look around metropolitan Melbourne, that probably, again, when the Building Act was first introduced in 1993, we didn't see apartment buildings in the suburbs that were higher than three storeys. You'll recall the old six-pack apartment buildings that Mm. you, you still see around the place. But since then, planning changes have meant that we've seen a densification of population. And now in, in suburbs, you're seeing apartment blocks going up to six, seven, eight storeys. And so as height goes up, risk goes up. And so that's why we think we need a much better aligned system involving more oversight, including from, uh, from municipal building surveyors, as buildings get riskier, okay? I mean. I don't think the community and the government would think it's acceptable that a building surveyor who essentially does most of his or her work on single-storey dwellings in Keysborough, say, can come into the CBD and do building surveyor work on a 47-floor building. You know, it, it doesn't sort of make sense, does it? I mean, we really do need to align that risk. And so coming back to your question about resourcing we're not shying away from that and we are aware that there will be resourcing implications we're aware that councils are cash strapped and so on as well we're also aware that there is a building stream of of revenue that comes from building permit levies um, to the extent that there is further demand on on municipal building surveyors, there will need to be some recompense from that. I mean, you know, no one's shying away from that. But the panel's priority is to get those regulatory settings right.
0: Excellent. Uh, that's, that's really clear. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Timing-wise, this is a long process. I think I read you're thinking three years from start to finish, which is obviously yeah. why the minister wanted some early sort of... Um, yeah wins Um, can you just very quickly before we wrap up walk through the stages and the timing as you see it
1: so um, so we did the early initiatives last year and submitted those and they've been agreed to by um by the minister so stage one is addressing the priority areas that the panel has has set out and that's to do with the things i talked about before accountability oversight putting consumers first our focus in stage one is on four things practitioner registration and regulation, the roles and responsibilities of building surveyors, including municipal building surveyors, regulator roles and structures, and consumer representation. So those are our priority areas. We're consulting on those issues now. We'll be making recommendations to the minister mid-year. So probably in June, July, sometime around there. He's very keen to to make implementation happen as fast as possible because he knows these are really important issues to restore faith in in the building system and Mm -hmm. quality and safety of buildings, which is what this is all about. Um, Once we've submitted those recommendations to Minister Wynne, we will then embark on our consultation with stakeholders on stage two And that involves looking at some of the other recommendations from the cladding task force, including the consideration of a general duty of care right? This is analogous a bit to the new EPA arrangements, which some of your members will be aware of. Mm. We're also looking at the role of modern building system information. You know, we should be able to really use building intelligence a hell of a lot better than we do now in terms of regulatory requirements and in terms of safety, really importantly. Uh, We're also looking at the role of additional mandatory inspections in the process, um, and and that will be part of stage two. So stage two will start pretty quickly there's a lot of concurrence going on here so we'll be doing more, you know, we can walk and chew gum at the same time so that's good. And then finally, um, during next year, um, the panel and and I and uh, and our colleagues at at the department and my secretariat will continue our work with stakeholders to develop a new building act. So some of the things we're talking about right now will involve amendments to the current act because we want to get it done quickly. But ultimately, the minister wants a new building act, a new modern building act that meets the community's expectations for safe buildings and quality buildings, is aligned with the national framework, um, and uh, is is a new piece of legislation and regulatory framework that basically will lay the groundwork, Chris, for the future of the construction industry for the next 20 or 30 years. And then other people can come along and have conversations like this and and, uh, do it all again.
0: (laughs) That sounds terrific. And look, as you work through those stages, open invitation to come and talk with us about where you're at on the program. Um, The Commission for Better Regulation, this is not all you're doing, is it? You've got other projects on the go?
1: Well, we, um, uh, we made recommendations on planning reform uh, at the end of 2019, and I'm delighted to say that uh, they were all funded in the budget in November last year. So these are things about reducing the time taken to get planning permits. There's a lot of uh, support coming out of that program for local councils to improve their own processes, including the application of the better approvals framework for local councils in planning many councils have gone through the better approvals framework for their small business licenses. Um, It really worked very well. The feedback we got from councils across Victoria was very, very positive. So Uh, We thought, well, when you're on a good framework, stick to it. So we thought we'd apply a similar type of approach to the planning system for uh, local councils. So we've done that. We recommended that. So that will be being rolled out very soon. But, Chris, there's a lot in this planning reform. So my suggestion is... um, Uh, there'll be further announcements in the budget uh, in the next couple of days so um, maybe what we should do is come back and have another talk with you um, about that planning reform that set of planning reforms uh, and what it means for councils
0: that would be terrific Um, I'll I'll hold you to that thank you very much for all of that on the building system review and best of luck with the work you've got a huge job ahead of you, but well underway by the sounds of it. And we do appreciate your time.
1: Now, look, Chris, it's it's great to talk to you. Um, and I'm very happy to, to be a participant with your VLGA Connect, um, you know, when we've got good good things to tell you uh, in, in terms of informing local councils. And uh, I hope this will be the first of many of our talks.
0: Thanks very much. All the best. And we'll see you Thank again soon. You.
1: Thank you. Bye bye.
0: I've been speaking with Anna Cronin, the Better Regulation Commissioner, who is heading up the expert panel reviewing the building system in Victoria now there's a, a lot of information available about this process you'll find it all at vic.gov.au slash building dash system review, we'll put the link uh, on the screen and in the show notes, and as you heard Anna Cronin uh, will come back and keep us informed of the process as it rolls out. We hope you enjoyed that look back on one of the highlights of the year 2021 on VLGA Connect. There's more to come from our summer series Best Of collection. I hope you can join us again soon.